Hey, this is Peter here with MyFSHD. We're back, almost on schedule, things are moving. And a uh, beautiful fall day here in uh, the high Sierra Nevada. And uh, leaves are turning and man, nice cool evenings, but still, still pushes 90 during the day. It's kind of a funky thing here. You can have a uh, 40s, 50s at night, um, <laughs> a sweatshirt on, a little fire pit going on the patio and then um, you know, <laughs> shorts and a t-shirt during the day. Um, yeah, so you know, we talked about clinical trials and yeah, I'm just gonna kind of jump right in just to make sure there's some clarity in what's going on. Okay, first off, just wanna make sure we're all clear. I always forget that, you know, we're getting a lot of new listeners and people haven't gone back. I got a lot of episodes now, right? You gotta go back to a lot of episodes, right? Um, we have covered, so I'm, I'm just gonna cover again about some clinical trials, kind of jump right in. Because uh, later, you know, actually in this episode, I have um, Brad and Jenny with me. Uh, you're going to be guests. We're going to be talking about um, their questions. You know, um, Brad is a parent of uh, a son with a FSHD. And Jenny, you know, she also is a parent of a son with FSHD, but she has FSHD herself. And, you know, they they're, um, uh, always have some great uh, questions, great perspectives. In fact, a lot of my podcast stuff comes from uh, from Jenny and Brad. Um, and they're questions that they're always um, firing at us and, and they're always good questions. So it's, I figure you all are listening, um, have the same questions. So they're always great guests to have on and you don't have to just listen to me. But I just want to make sure from our previous podcast that we're all clear about what what we mean in clinical trials, right? So, you know, there's you know a phase one clinical trial, okay? This is really just going to see for safety in humans, okay? This is going to be taking place in healthy volunteers. And quite honestly, it's often done in um, countries all around the world outside the US. Uh, not always, but often just due to cost. Uh, and they say healthy volunteers. I'm not clear that everyone's volunteering. It's kind of a cottage industry to test drugs um, for safety. Okay, these are so in FSHD, these are going to be not in people with FSHD. There's going to be healthy volunteers testing just to look for serious adverse effects, different dosing. Okay, the results are going to be collected and then submitted to the FDA um, for analysis. And you have to have um, pass safe phase one in order to go to phase two. Okay, now, um, the you know what what about the FSHD space? Well, Fulcrum technically didn't really need to do a phase one trial because lasmapamod was a repurposed drug. Okay, and so you can actually um, jump straight into phase two. Um, because this phase one safety profile had already been tested and in lesmopamide had been like in 3,000 people without any real serious adverse effects. And so they were able to jump right into phase two. So that's kind of one of the reasons, I guess, biotech and pharma really like the repurposing of drugs. One, they've already got the drug made, they often already have IP and, and license to it. Um, but also the phase one safety profile is already done. You don't have to worry about it failing phase one. Um, because you already can say, hey, this is pretty safe in people. Okay, so phase one is really just safety. Uh, then you have uh, phase two. You know, this is going to be typically dosing and efficacy uh, for the disease. This is where now people with FSHD are going to get in. So into um, phase two. And so this uh, is going to be a little bit larger number of people, um, but not that too much, not too many. It was the fulcrum trial again was using that as an example was was, uh, you know, around 80 people or so. So, you know, you're going to get, and it's often uh, typically placebo controlled. In fact, it should be placebo controlled. Um, 
And what that is, you know, that means half the people are on the drug, half the people are not. And oftentimes um, these are also going to be different dosing, right? So you can do, you're trying to get the, yeah, so you already know it's pretty safe or very safe actually, <laughs> but you know, uh, from the phase one and then phase two, you're going to be checking uh, different dosing and start to look at effectiveness um, of the different doses for treating the disease. So you're going to have people that are um, FSHD. This is where FSHD, again, volunteers are going to be coming in for this. You know, and phase three is going to be larger trials. So, so right now, what do we have going on? Well, Fulcrum, you know, they they actually, you know, they they've done their phase two and uh, trial. They got their results. They feel there's, and the FDA feels that there were not really any um, adverse effects. And uh, the the company believe, you know, they showed that you looking at MRI and looking at uh, changes um, in muscle fat fraction or things that correlate with disease, they feel that uh, there's enough evidence to go forward to phase three, that there's enough benefit from being on lasmapamod compared to control uh, that uh, they've gone on to this larger trial. You know, So that's what's going on right now. Um, it is a, it currently, as far as I'm aware, is really the only trial that's really enrolling um, that's at 35 sites uh, around the world. Um, there's only a couple of sites enrolling right now. We're recruiting, I guess you can say. Not every site is open for recruitment yet, but you can go to clinicaltrials.gov. This is lasmapamod. Its purpose is to um, inhibit P38 MAP kinase and then block DUX4 from being turned on. So it's supposed to block DUX4 expression. Now the results of the phase 2B trial indicated um, they could not show that it blocked the turning on or block expression of DUX4. But again, from MRI, looking at muscle fat fraction and some reachable workspace metric, they were not primary outcome measures. They showed a increase in reachable workspace and, um, and better muscle health, you can say um, to some degree. Uh, okay. So that's, just, so that's going on. So the other trials I talked about, uh, there was a, a phase two trial for myostatin inhibition come from Roche and, you know, go to clinicaltrials.gov. You'll see this is also, this one now is not enrolling yet, not currently recruiting. And which is why there's no phone number to call and why there's no <laughs> website to go to. It's just letting you know that this is coming. Okay. Myostatin inhibition has got nothing to do with Dux4, nothing to do with pathogenic gene expression. Um, it's a phase two trial. Uh, and um, it's a, uh, is going to test uh, can if you block my, the myostatin pathway, which is known to lead to um, reduction. You know, it actually limits the size of muscles. If you block myostatin, um, you get somewhat unregulated muscle growth. So you're going to get hypertrophic, hypertrophic, meaning larger muscle fibers, larger muscles. You know, would this actually be beneficial for FSHD? So this is going to look at building muscle. But you're still building FSHD. You know, you're not you're not attacking the underlying cause of the defect. But you know, maybe you're making more muscle. So this is the ACE eighty three trial from Acceleron was a myostatin inhibition. It was essentially that pathway. There's a lot of components of the pathway that you can unblock. Um, um, but it's the same idea. That was a localized um, inhibition of the pathway. Uh, and you can see the results of that. You got bigger muscles that were injected, but they were not stronger. That was the result of that trial. Um, so, you know, that's, again, that's not currently recruiting, but that's coming. That's from Roche. And that's again on clinicaltrials.gov. 
And then the one that everyone um, is hearing about, which is not yet, at least as of today, October 5th, um, in clinicaltrials.gov was avidity. And avidity is an siRNA. Again, now this now this is going to be a third sort of thing. So, so the the lasmapamod is meant to shut off Ducks4 gene, so it's not more expressed. The um, the Roche myostatin inhibition trial is set up to just build more muscle and has no effect on Ducks4 at all. And now the avidity trial, well, the Dux4 gene is still going to be on, but it's an siRNA that's going to destroy the RNA, the Dux4 mRNA, and prevent Dux4 protein from being made. Okay, so now this is, on a certain, on, a, on one level, gotten to the underlying cause of the disease. The Dux4 gene, it's not shutting off the Dux4 gene, but it's going to go after Dux4 gene expression. So even though the Dux4 gene will still be on and still making... Dux4 mRNA, the siRNA from avidity, this AOC 1020, um, has been shown in our mouse model <laughs> and uh, and in and in human FSHD cells to um, destroy the Dux4 mRNA, prevent Dux4 protein from being made, and to um, prevent uh, Dux4 uh, pathology. And again, in in vitro and in, in preclinical studies. Uh, so this is a, a phase one, two study. So it's going to be a combination of safety and efficacy um, because it's phase two FSHD patients are going to be enrolled. Um, and uh, it uh, uh, they haven't quite posted the specifics, but likely going to be dose escalation and placebo controlled. And uh, so that's what's going on with that. Um, more trials are coming. Dine is going to reevaluate their their um, clinical trial uh, in 2023, they've said. But, you know, um, a lot of more trials are coming. A lot more trials are coming. I just want to make sure people are clear. So everything that's going to phase two has passed phase one safety, um, right? Phase one is healthy volunteers. Phase two is going to be people FSHD. Um, and phase one, you're really only looking, again, at safety and tolerability. You're not... Um, you're not uh, looking at efficacy. In phase two, you start to look at efficacy. And phase three is a much larger trial to look at uh, efficacy. Um, you can still do multiple doses in phase three, but it's a, just a much larger um, group um, focus. And the main focus here, well, it's again, is, is efficacy and, and safety you know, for a large group of people. And again, I think the FDA is most concerned with, um, with safety. And that's why one adverse event in the avidity a marina trial, which in myotonic, you know, has kind of put that trial on hold for a second because they want to figure out what's going on with that adverse event. All right. So, um, you know, so uh, things are really moving. Things are really popping. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this with uh, with Brad and Jen. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page because I know on Facebook, I see a lot of confusion. What are these trials doing? Lasmopamod shutting down Ducks 4, presumably avidity, destroying the Dux4 mRNA, which effectively would eliminate Dux4, and the roast myostatin inhibition, not looking at Dux4 at all, just actually trying to build more muscles, bail the boat out faster than it's sinking. Okay, more things are coming. Um, but anyway, we're going to get to to um, Brad and Jenny and get on, get moving. All right. Uh, you know, I've heard from a lot of y'all, and I really appreciate the kind words. I always sometimes worry that nobody's nobody's listening but i i understand we got a lot of diehard uh listeners out there that that evidently uh are learning some stuff and i really appreciate that because you know we believe knowledge is power and um yeah you guys sharp crew out there getting a lot of good questions good comments and suggestions so keep them coming we're always happy to hear 
Um, and always when you see something a little bit crackpot, you know, on Facebook, you feel free to do a screenshot and send that to me too. And I'll know what I need to address. Um, so yeah, it's really great. Really, really happy that, you know, we're kind of coming together as our, I guess we're a podcast community. We'll say one of the things that I've heard that time and again is, um, given your druthers, <laughs> you'd rather have me, you'd rather have, uh, hear of me with a guest. And I agree. I just sometimes just get running behind. So we got our, our crowd favorite with us today, big chicken, um, yes. our, angry, <laughs> our angry dad, our angry Brad, our fire inspector from uh, the middle of middle what middle of the country, middle of nowhere, middle, middle of nowhere, of <laughs> out in Lincoln, Nebraska. Hey, we're excited. We're happy here in Lincoln. The Huskers won a football game. We're celebrating for a few days. Life is happy. The smile leaves <laughs> as soon as I start saying that. Peter, quit well, smiling. I was thinking that he won a football game. I, I was thinking, you know, I thought that. I, that well, did they step down from Division One or what? Uh... <laughs> No, they stepped up, man. They actually were hitting people and tackling and things like that that we haven't seen for four and a half, five years. It was kind of cool to watch. No, actually, I, you know, I, you know, honestly, I prefer uh, when you all have a good team because it's just that much more satisfying when my Wolverines come down there and spank you. You know, so, and I'm not, I'm not going to talk any trash. My first of all, Jenny is here with me, and Jenny has had a tendency to make bets with you um when it comes i appreciate time for, that <laughs> yeah and i told her this year we're not doing that this team we're not betting on we're just going to enjoy and see what happens and no bets this year with peter on the michigan well, okay? <laughs> maybe the chiefs this year because we saw well, what happened know, after the... the game you think that you i know we should have like darn it so i'm telling you brady i don't know is he gonna i, I don't know you know without giselle holding them back i don't uh, know so he's got a lot on his mind yeah it's i not... don't know no, you know, it's actually, you know, the, the, the secret folks out there is fried pickles. You know, once a year, I can break out the fried pickles. Tony Paco's, Tony Paco's Hungarian Pickles from Toledo, Ohio. And if you're a fan of MASH, you would know the clinger, Jamie Farr, was um, from Toledo, Ohio. I think there's only two famous people from Toledo, Jamie Farr and Danny Thomas. And uh, so clinger. And uh, you. Uh, yeah, you had the Tony Paco. Peter Jones. Well, there's a lot of Peter Joneses, thank goodness. <laughs> Peter Jones Alini. Joe, that's right, Jones Alini, and I got another yeah. one. What is my other one they gave me? That I have to remember what that was now. It's um, but uh, fried pickles always wins the game. I had them for the Super Bowl. I had them for Michigan Ohio State last year. Super Bowl for the Bucks. We're Michigan fans, so we follow Tom Brady because Lions suck. Um, and uh, <laughs> we almost broke them out for that Michigan Nebraska game last year because you guys you almost, almost had to. Guys you almost, only won by three, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys were ahead the whole game, and then you pulled in Nebraska. Right. Pulled a frost. Sorry, it's a right. frost. Exactly. Pulled a frost. And yeah, last week we were actually we. I mean, we won like by fourteen. It wasn't a close game anymore. So it was like at halftime. We haven't we haven't yeah, seen know, that for. I pulled it. That was a late game. We kind of pulled that up. We were surprised. We got Indiana. Indiana should normally they've been tough lately. So no, I appreciate it. I'm glad you guys are back. And uh, you know, and I'm glad you took the time also to uh, you know, I know you're on call tonight. So y'all yep. so Brad suddenly gets a call and has to step out. He's he's on call fire inspector in Lincoln today. So um Jenny's here is running sidekick and backup at the same time, or right. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we got there's a lot we're, going we're on this week. for no call, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quiet night isn't a bad idea. I'll get busy enough. But hey, before we go on, I got a bone to pick with you. And you know where I'm coming because I've already been busting your chops on this. Last podcast, I enjoyed it. I was listening to it. And you're going on and on. 
We had this major breakthrough in the lab. It's something incredible. The CRISPR goddess figured something out. You guys are going to love this. And I can't tell you what it is. And I'm like, you jerk. Build me up and then tell me you can't tell me what this great news is. What is going on, Peter? Oh, you never had a tease, uh, you know, which is, oh, you know, get you kind of, you can't uh, give it all up on the, you know, right away, you know, you got to drag it, you know, it's got to build the story and the back. tension. Keep you know, I, you know, it's a funny thing. Well, part of it was I was kind of feeling guilty that I was away for a week on the podcast when I was here. Um, but, you know, things in the lab and also part of it is that I want to bring kind of pull back the curtain. That's part of what we're kind of do here. See the see the science behind it, see how the how things are done. And, you know, I've told you know, I always commiserate with you guys. We got ups and downs in the lab. I tell you, you know, you guys are, you know, our our best friends out there in the in the bin. We just uh, so we can fight a lot. You, you know, you hear that some more of the ups and downs than others, you know, but uh it's uh, it was just a particularly good week. I just remember a while back, you know, Carice was like, you know, you know, addressing this issue. She's like, you know, do you think it's possible, you know, such and such, you know, could that be something that everybody's kind of missing? And we're thinking about it. And we're like, well, I guess it could be, but boy, that's a, well, that sure was going to be a problem if that's the case. And now, ah, but it's probably, not, you know, and anyway, so in typical Carice fashion, she just kind of designs experiments on her own, gets everything together, goes ahead and does the experiment, and then lets me know what's going on. <laughs> and she's just like, and she's just like, she was just like, you can just tell she's like, a, she's a horrible poker player. She just comes, she's just like, totally just lit up. And she's just like, oh, I worked, it worked. Oh my God, look at this, look at this, look at this. And you guys talk and go in my hand, we go into her office and it's, you know, it's just a bunch of graphs and she's explaining, she goes, look, look at this, you know, and, uh, you know, and then we're just sitting in there. This is kind of how we did the whole CRISPR project was just the three of us in the office, just kind of, oh man, what about this? You can do this, you can do that. And it's just so exciting, but wait, but you know, just, you know, so like step one really works is really cool. But then it's like, uh, you know, so then you get into the problem of the business, right? It's sort of like, well, you got to validate stuff and yeah. Well, we need to publish stuff properly with peer review. And there's just a lot of things. You can't just, you know, I've never had a podcast before. I've never, normally there's no one to tell. I can tell mom and well, mom doesn't. She still thinks I'm working on geriatrics instead of <laughs> <laughs> Jerry who, <laughs> you know, or is it MS? Is it that mom does, you know, whatever. Yeah. Mom's great because I can tell her anything too. And she's always is supportive. Your right. mom's the only one who's happy for you. I always tell my people, your mom is oh, absolutely. One, yeah, truly happy for your successes. And so on one hand, I wanted to share, man, we've had a really exciting week. And also the fact that, you know, there's just so much going on behind the scenes. This is going on in our labs, going on other labs, people, you know, and some of these breakthroughs just get popped the next day. You're just like, you know, actually, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you got to be careful, but she really did. You know, th this is something that, um, yeah, you know, I, well, it's going to be one of those things, tuck it away and in a, in a few months we'll you know we'll see how things kind of play out and um it she she may have solved actually a major issue that people maybe aren't even aware of me people in the business maybe aren't even aware awesome. of so, um and maybe not maybe it just doesn't matter to me i think i look at it two ways as it could be something that's really interesting real and true but maybe it doesn't matter it's but also could be something that could change the change the therapeutic landscape from something that works pretty good, but kind of hits a ceiling to bust in the ceiling and make something That's work great. Awesome. Well, 
Now, when you, know, you do that, I got some other questions, but when you, Carice does her experiment, it works. Does somebody else in your lab come in and replicate that experiment to see if they can get the same result? Or is it, do you have to have a specialty like Carice's? Because not everybody in your lab can do the same thing. They all have a special yeah, skill no. set. So what, what she'll end up doing, well, I mean, first off, she wouldn't have even said anything to me if she hadn't replicated it three times herself and already done it and made sure everything's proper. So she, we actually do stuff. There's experimental replica, replicates, biological replicates. Now she's going to try it in different cell lines, um, try some different work, and then we can move into animal, you know, so actually we'll, we'll actually go all the way to just make sure there are a lot of things that can be artifact, you know, it's a complicated, you know, FSHG is so complicated, and we just want to make sure we're seeing the right thing, do some time courses, but it'll pretty much be all her. I don't want to say she's a control freak, but um, at least if she's going to be a control freak, at least she's a genius, the control freak, yeah, yeah. and she's the one who wants to have in control. She's doing. Right. <laughs> That's what she's doing. So it's just kind of fun. It's just it's just one of those things that sometimes when you you know we've we've had a few kind of up and down rocky weeks. Just you know, I don't want to get into some of the politics of the business. Right. There's some just some unsavory characters we have to deal with sometimes. Sometimes we just get really down. It's always nice. I'm a big karmic believer. Yeah. Those guys will get stomped because they deserve it, and well, that bad things. Like, you know. Right. <laughs> but, Reap but what you sow. It's just every once in a while, it's just, you know, every once in a while, it's just, I don't know, in your professions as well, you know, sometimes it reminds you why you're in it, why you're doing it, you know? Yeah. I don't know if it's like having kids and your kids just been a pain in their butt for, and then all of a sudden it's wonderful. You, you just like, you know, yeah, you know, you love, you know, I, I don't, yeah. just, sometimes you just need that reminder of why you love what, whatever it is that you're doing. And, cool. and that was just a big reminder for me to just happened right when we were coming on the podcast. So I had to share it and then I felt bad because because <laughs> you like, couldn't I can't say tell anything i can't tell them what it is but it's right. so cool <laughs> well and because and you kind of hit on it because there's some people that are sheep and wolves clothing and wolves and sheep clothing but i mean you can't trust them kinda, and, but you, you mentioned the business and last week okay i'm a little bit skeptical i always wonder what else could be behind the curtain that i don't know about dine pulls out of the fshd room they're all done at least for now. And two days later, here comes the vanity. And then a day later, here comes my Rekula, my and yeah. solve SHD coming together. And I'm like, right. was dying just blocking the whole pathway and they pull out of the way. And now everybody can go forward. That's me being skeptical. Um, Cause I mean, these people have been sitting there for years, next quarter, next quarter, next half year, next. And all of a sudden things start popping. Yeah. You know, I got to tell you, I don't, just to be so it's clear, I don't advise for any of these companies formally. And, uh, you know, we'll answer questions on mouse miles and stuff. I have no formal relationship. I have no inside information. I have no confidential information from any of these, any of these particular companies. I know, I know um, the Myrakil guys. Um, I know the Dine people. Davidity's always been at arm's length. Um, but uh, as close about them as I am. Yeah, you know, you know, so I don't know why things happen if it just happens that way, but it's but it is interesting. It is a small space in a small world. I gotta tell you, companies hold stuff. Um, these are I'm not sure about my recul, but all but uh Avidity is a publicly traded company, and I bet Dine is too. I mean, they, there's certain rules they have to follow, right? And they actually keep stuff very um very tight to their um to their vest. Whoop, you getting a call? Nope, that's not me. All right, just good. turning it down so the people don't drown out the podcast. So, 
So I don't, you know, so it could just be just, uh, you know, kind of the timing of thing. Now, the thing is, you know, we know there's other companies, Arrowhead and, um, yeah. and uh, I got to tell you, there are others, there are others doing anti, you know, and everybody has their own chemistry, you know, it just, you know, it could just be an aspect of everybody kind of getting in about the same time, because I'm a big believer that everybody sees the same thing you know, wow, this is great for anti-sense. Then there are certain technological breakthroughs. Then the only animal models, but uh, then things go. So, so I got to, actually, I got something sent to me today. I'm going to, you know, I'll actually tell you, this is kind of an interesting thing. So um, yesterday, um, Avidity had an investor meeting, and I think you can find this online under probably on the Avidity website, they probably have it, but I have a write-up from it. And actually, you know, because it's funny, you know, Avid, you know these companies are kind of strange because, um a lot of companies come to us for help and they, they were not one that came to us and they were not particularly friendly towards us yet. Turns out, according to their preclinical data, they actually gave us a great shout out. They oh. used our Flex FSHD mouse model. They gave a shout out to the Jones lab in Reno. Um, oh, you can do this cool. and swear that our best friend, maybe they are, I don't know. Maybe I'm just scared. You know, you know, we do have our own competing interests and maybe right. you got to be scared. Maybe you don't trust anybody. Maybe that's the smartest way to be. Plus well, they, the bad reputation you have from the podcast we've talked about. I know they don't want, well, it is true. They're over there in the corner with some of our, some people that don't like us at some of these meetings. And, you know, you're just like, uh-oh, the popular kids are making fun of us. Yeah, but, uh, a, I don't really know. I, kids. We're not the popular kids. I'll tell you that. We're at the table, but we're the fun table. Yeah, that's right. We're the, don't worry, we're the popular kids after high school because you know what happens to the popular kids in high school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but, uh, but, you know, the cool thing about it, because I really didn't know what they had done. They used their mouse model. They actually have some great, you know, they did, um, they did a pre-treatment with um, their, 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 their drug, their AOC 1020. Right. Um, they got, uh, it says here, they got a 55% reduction of ducks for gene signature um, in the muscles. Um, they got even, they got even 90% reduction of uh, ducks for gene signature using a really high dose. They were able to um, really prevent the pathology. And so, you know, it sounds like they used, so, so you know, I, the, this actually was sent to me by a friend, a podcast listener friend, found this, found this uh, in the um, industry space. And the thing that really struck me about it that made me really happy was, you know, we made our mouse model. Our, if I go back to episode, remember our episode, Making of a Mouse Model? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the foundations would not support that us making that mouse model. We got it funded by Jennifer Burgess and Chris Carino. And here you go. I've always said, if anything that we develop helps us, you know, if avidity goes all the way and if they actually made, well, they ran it through our mouse model and that's what they're using that gave them the confidence to go to clinic. I'm like, man, that is job well done. That That is why yeah. we made this model, man. That's cool. And it was free. That's right. They were able to get it themselves. You... They didn't come to us and get it. They didn't have to work with us at all. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, able... yeah. and so if there, if the pigs were ready, then this could definitely have been a next a prior for preclinical, they could have done um, a pig too for well, the so large animal model, right? Which would be even better because that's even closer to us. It's an interesting thing. This actually is the other part that pissed me off. So, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm all, I'm an, I'm, I have extreme reactions to things I've been told, extremely right. positive, extremely negative. You're I'm passionate, you're passionate about things. <laughs> well, you know, I read this and I was like, oh, that's fantastic. Then exactly your thought, I'm like, man, love to put it in a pig. I am, you know, I'm like, God, man, you know, 
why in 2018 we tried to make a pig and nobody right. would support us and the only you know it's like we would have a pig now right if the foundations had thought it was useful or or would have uh, supported us now now we actually don't have the pigs quite ready but that's not going to hold them up they're going to go to clinic and i wish them the best i know myotonic told me charles thornton mentioned in the myotonic that lack of a large animal model really adversely affected their dosing and he actually considered that a major reason they they failed um but the other thing about this that i thought was really cool is they said um that they did not hit any high dose tox issues in non-human primates in this and again this is a press release i don't know how high they went because dosing and toxicity is kind of an issue with these antisense and can you get enough into fshd now a pig would let you know that right be right. better but right. Anyway, it sounds good. On the other hand, there was a clinical <laughs> hold put on the avidity myotonic dystrophy trial due to an adverse event, which could be tox. So, so you know, you still don't know. But I got yeah. something else. So, so anyway, I was just really pleased because I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't yeah. know. I'm just negative. I always feel like everybody hates us and everybody's against us. Maybe it's maybe I'm just yeah, this is okay. They used our model. They gave us a shout out. And I, honestly, as much as I'm pissed because or disappointed that Dine put everything on the shelf. All, all right. props in the world to Avidity for going all the way through Please. and taking it to trial, man. I hope right. it works. Right. Now, 90% yeah. effectiveness, high dose. Is that a high dose? I mean, you can give a dose in a mouse and it's not going to affect them, but it, you put it in a person and that's way too. What, what, do, what determines high dose? That is a good question that I don't know the answer to because... You're, you know, when you actually look at transitioning from an animal, a mouse to a person, there's a lot of things that change when it, even we saw this back when I did some of the calculations back even for some of these treatments, you know, these supplements and stuff, you know, that it's not a linear thing. You don't say, well, a mouse is 25 grams and a, a kid is, you know, 25 kilograms. So it's a, a thousand fold. You know, I mean, it just they're, they're, the, circulate, the circulatory system is yeah. different. The muscles are of a different size, getting things in. But that's actually what this first trial is, just so people are clear. It says here, and again, they're not in clinicaltrials.gov yet. But what they say is this is going to be based off that Marina trial, which is their myotonic trial. And so if it is, then that sounds like it's going to be a dosing and tolerability trial, which I believe is what this is. It's not really an epic. It's a phase one, two. So, so really what the first trial is going to be is what's a good dose to use that's tolerated and look at the level of effectiveness. Because, you know, using two doses in the mouse model, they had 50%, 55% reduction with one dose, 90% with another dose. You know, what are you going to get when you put it into a human? You're going to get 10%. You're going to get 100%. So, you know, they're going to, Gonna, that first trial really is to kind of get your metrics for how to run the real proof efficacy trial that is going to be the phase 2B coming up after this. So why do they call it a phase 1, 2 instead of a phase 1? Phase 1 is only healthy volunteers. Phase 2 is going to be people that are affected with FSHD. So phase one, you just go off to a third world country and you stick it into a bunch of volunteers or people, actually people you pay often. I mean, I, it actually, there's a whole cottage industry on doing this, oh, wow. um, on getting, you know, these, these people that are desperate in some of these other countries, you just kind of use them for tox, study, human tox studies. Um, yes. But so, so if it's, but it's only healthy or non, or I should say non-FSHD or non, not, they don't have the disease indication. I hope you hope they're healthy. So, so phase one, two just means it's uh 
it's a toxic, it's tox, it's a safety intolerability. Tox is done in non-human primates. It's a safety intolerability, probably a dose escalation. The problem, if it's like the myotonic trial, it's going to be multiple doses, dif difference among people with a placebo control. So it looks like they're doing everything right. I mean, I mean, I don't want to tell them what to do, but I just, I just, my limited knowledge, I'm like, looks like the right way to run a trial. And, and this is what you got to do. So you're a guinea pig going into this, but you're doing a service to the community because they got to get this done. So, so phase, they, go ahead. So with the, with the mouse, how do they make sure that it didn't, it doesn't adversely affect like the liver? How are they, how do you monitor something like that? So in the mouse, you're really looking at efficacy. So this is our flex ducts for mouse, which is a mouse that expresses ducts for and skeletal muscles. You can right. hit, hit it with tamoxifen, express a lot of ducts for. So what they're really looking for, based on what I'm reading here, is they hit it with their, their antisense, their siRNA, and then they really just looked at you know efficacy of you know they looked at um, running distance on a um, on a Right. treadmill they look at force and all that and that's really all they're looking at because a mouse liver and a mouse kidney that, that, that's not the thing that then what they've done is they put this into a non-human primate probably a macaque or something or racehorses and uh these little 15 kilogram monkeys and this is I'm, I'm sorry but this is what what you do and different doses into that and um that's where you do pull out all the organs and you check them for history for pathology function you're going to do blood work to check to see how kidneys would work and you know that's where so all of your real toxicology is coming out of non-human primates and you could get it out of pigs once if the pig model was done but so the non-human primates though they don't have fshd they that's don't right have so this is why like this that. is the rub you, you hit it exactly right this is the rub you're checking doses that you don't know are going to be efficacious in someone with fshd you it can, actually has the disease Right. And that was kind of the problem in myotonic when they did the antisense trials that failed is, you know, they based, do they just got the dosing totally wrong because their calculations from mouse to human, if I understood correctly, again, this was just word of mouth being told to me over dinner, um, about off by a factor of 12. Uh, and if they had had a large animal model, they could have yeah. checked the dosing correctly and maybe it wouldn't work. Now, of course, technology changes and you get better efficiency, but this is an interesting time. So I got something you guys probably missed. This came to me um, also is that I saw, you know, I mentioned that solve FSHD kicked in a million bucks into MyRecule. Right. So I was going to talk release, about that with yeah. you too. Okay. So um, while well, you ask a question, maybe I'm talking somewhere. What I was going well, to talk about shift gears. You have anything more on avidity or you got to. One, one quick question. I was going to, so a phase one, two, they're not using healthy people. They're using affected people. Yeah. And they're testing doses. That's the only difference between a one, two, and a one. A one would be healthy, and a phase one, two is going to be people with FSHD. In fact, I, if I read it correct, I, I believe it's only people with FSHD that are going to be. But again, they haven't posted the actual specifics in clinicaltrial.gov, but I've, I'm predicting um, it's going to be only FSHD and not, not no non healthy controls. No healthy controls. But I don't know that. No. And since I don't see why COVID, you would bother putting in a healthy control, quite honestly, in this, I, in this type agree. of technology. So right. I agree, especially since it's been used in other trials. So now now that Dine's pulled out, we can pick on them. If they ever get back in, we'll we'll praise them and be really nice oh, and right. kind to them. 
They said they're reevaluating in 2023. Right. So we'll give them. Okay. A, we'll give them a little bit. Well, until they're back, I don't care. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, you know, you know, stop ducks for it. I don't care. So that's why I'm not even going to talk to you much about the Roche trial because it's my it's it's a myostatin. It doesn't stop ducks for. We'll get to that later. But to stop ducks for, and I get pretty excited about that. So next, uh, dine pulls out and progress starts happening forward. Avidity comes out, and then a day later. Myrocule and Solve FSHD come out with their big news release. And it caught my attention. One, all of a sudden things are going forward after it's been so quiet for so long. And it was actually very concerning to me. It's like, okay, we're dead in the water. Uh, but now there's things that are happening. And the fact that they are getting personally involved, uh, I had mentioned that to you, that that, that, that piqued my interest. Um, that, I mean, of the ones that are getting personally involved, they're not getting involved with all the others they picked. So, I mean, and Myracule's president, CEO, I don't know the official title, has FSHD as well. So I'm sure yeah. they're serious about the drug. They're not so much a technology trying to find um, a disease. They're they're serious, like you are. Um, so those are the things I kind of, I'm just, your input, your thoughts, and maybe Jenny has some, but that caught my attention. Well, so um, yeah, it's an interesting sort of thing. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna just. Uh, there's a little bit more to the Myracule story. So first off, you know, Jenny had sent me uh, a Facebook comment, and I'll just address that because you mentioned the Roche trial. This is all we need to talk about about Roche. Somebody said, "Are these about stopping ducks for or building muscle?" Just so it's clear for anybody listening, the all of the so the siRNA from avidity. The, the antisense from Dyne, the Myracule antisense, those are all about degrading ducks for RNA. They're not about building muscle. It would be natural recovery. And then there's a disconnect because the Roche trial is anti-myostatin, and that's just about building muscle, but not stopping ducks for. So again, that, that is a building muscle. In the end, you'd prefer to, to stop ducks for and then build muscle. So maybe it's a combinatorial thing. But anyway, just so it's clear, these all of these... Um, the Myracule, the Avidity, Dyne, these are about shutting down ducks for mRNA. You're not turning the gene off, but you're shutting down ducks for mRNA, which kills expression. And so, yeah, you know, this technology, there's no question it works in the cell cultures, no question it works in mice. And, you know, there's some details, but there's something else that I think a lot of people maybe missed because you say, wow, a million bucks from Solve. Isn't that great? Actually, the question I have is, why did Solve put a million bucks in? Because Sanofi announced that they're putting in $30 million to MyRecule and potentially $400 million into MyRecule. Wow. Whoa. So what does Solve, what do they need a million bucks from Solve for? I don't want to be, just like, back a winner, man. But I'm going to read this to you. This, wow. this comes from um, FierceBiotech.com which is, it's actually a pretty good, it's a pretty good uh, industry thing to look at. It's called fiercebiotech.com. And it says, Santa Fe spies Myracule therapy wagering 400 million in biobucks, whatever that is, to go after muscular dystrophy with RNA. And I thought it was an interesting first paragraph. They say, Santa Fe has joined the pylon of drug developers targeting one of the biggest unmet needs in muscular dystrophy committing to 30 million in upfront and near-term payments for global rights to Myracule's preclinical prospect. Then it goes on at the end to basically say, um, 
what they can do is so Santa Fe is betting 30 million in a mix of upfront fee and near-term milestones to join the race. Everybody wants in on FSHD, right? As the therapy advances, MyRecule is in line to receive development, regulatory, and commercial milestone payments that top out at just short of 400 million plus royalties to side sales. So this is a huge deal for MyRecule, which is very odd if, someone else is already in clinic because my is a year or two out of clinic. They're not, they're not going to clinic this so year. Are they, so Do you know that for certain? The, the year, I'll let you go. Do you know it's a year or two? I mean, I, I'm not trying to be too, too nosy. Well, I mean, okay. I'll I tell was, you, I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, so Anthony Sala, when he was at the uh, patient connect meeting down in Orlando and, and I know Anthony, he's a great, he's a really good guy. Um, he's a, um, I, like I said, he's a founder and he has FSHD. Um, you know, when they were doing their timetable, he was always, they were the last one on the list for the anti-sense. He was just being honest. He's saying, you know, we're, we're a little bit behind, but also I know they have a different approach. And actually as a scientist, I really appreciate their approach of way they pick target selection, a little bit different than others. But one of the keys is actually in the Santa Fe collaboration or, or partnership. So, so Myracule, they have a, their own platform technology called Dreamer. But what they do is they have their own technology for developing their anti-sense, but they needed a, a way to deliver it. And Santa Fe just bought out a company called uh, Ablinks. And um, Ablinks is a, was a company that has a single chain antibody. And antibody, just some science, some antibodies typically have four chains, two heavy chains, two light chains, these giant 150 kilodalt molecules. And this is what Dyne and Avidity, they're fusing antibodies specific to muscle cells in order to get their antisense in. I think they're using like the thrombospondin receptor. So you have an antibody hooked to your antisense. It's going to seek out muscle cells, only find a receptor on a muscle cell. That's going to get internalized. Some sort of hydralization is going to happen, releasing the antisense. It's going to go kill ducks four. So Myracule needed that. And so Santa Fe brings in their um, best in class, they claim. It's this new kind of relatively new single chain antibodies that are synthetic. They're making it. So they basically are saying, we have the targeting mechanism. You guys got the molecule. Let's partner up and, and go to clinic. And they, they think they're going to be the best of the antisense. Now, of course, everybody in a press release thinks they're the best. Um, easy to say. We'll see if they are. I hope that, you know, honestly, I don't, I, I don't have a, I don't have a dog in the game, so to speak. But what it tells you is, you know, it's not a done deal till it's done, right? I mean, I hope Avidity right. works and whatever, however it works, maybe someone works better. You don't know what kind of toxic issues. Don't, then, then the other things to think about are durability. The question is going to be, how often do you have to go to clinic to get injected? How much is it going to cost to make these things? Right. Um, what kind of long-term effects? So, so even if they all work, there could be differences in if you have to go every four weeks, every week, every six weeks, every 12 weeks, every six months, once a year. I mean, I don't know. I mean, these are right. No, you're right. So, and so, so yeah, these are going to be, so this actually is, you know, these are kind of the differences where even if something works and is effective, something much better might be coming. So is Myracule, so we know FSHD is one, but do you think it could be their technology for other muscular dystrophies? What you just read, the news release just said muscular dystrophy. Do they mention FSHD specifically? Because we know 
Yep. So actually, you're right. You're absolutely right. Because they are plat. So this is an interesting thing. These companies start out. So Myracule did not start out saying, hey, I have FSHD. I'm going to start. He started the company, I believe, if I understand correctly, and then found out he's got FSHD. And it just turns out, you know, twist of fate, that his technology is perfect for treating FSHD. But in the end, you still have to convince investors. You have to develop the preclinical data. You have to get all of this data together. And I've talked to them, you know, I've offered to say, hey, you guys can use our mouse model, or they should use, I don't know if they don't have to work with us, but they definitely should use our mouse model. Um, but they know that. Um, and uh, I think so does Dine. Dine knows that. Everybody should. I mean, I think everyone knows. Again, it's just kind of something I just appreciate that Takako made this mouse model that everyone's using. Um, yes. But uh, I think what very rapidly happens is, well, everybody's in the Duchenne space and they're pretty much getting you know, almost like maxing out the effect they're getting. And it's pretty limited. Right. Everybody's in the myotonic space and yeah, same sort of thing, but nobody's in the FSHD space <clears throat> in the clinic. And that's really attractive. And number of people that have, I mean, I, I think there's just a lot of things about FSHD where these things are suddenly becoming lead programs. I mean, Epic Bio, when they made their press release, you know, there's a, you know, there's a hundred diseases they claim they could go after, but FSHD is the lead program, you know, um, and they have no connection to FSHD that I'm aware of. Um, and so I think that uh, I think that probably Anthony, you know, you're, you still these companies are are you got to be responsible to your investors to some degree. You got to make the case that FSHD is worth going on. And obviously, Anthony's been able to make that for Myrico because Santa Fe is all in, man. They can they can, and it, it does appear that it's for FSHD. It does okay. specifically say for um for for FSHD that this is going to be their program you know, so he, great say he was honest and said we're we're a little behind everybody in a year or two he might just be smart because every time somebody puts out there we're going to trial it gets kiboshed it gets attacked and peter let's be honest everybody's two to three years from from going to trial anyway always are man it's but a, if you're if you got 400 million coming in there and i got one tool you got the other two that may speed it up. I don't want to like overhype hope because we've been overhyped enough in the past few years, but they may actually be able to go faster now, hopefully. So one thing I think I, I appreciate, and I don't, again, I, I don't know what's going on. I've noticed inside, but potentially maybe, maybe I don't know. I appreciated that uh, when uh, Anthony was up talking on the stage at the connect meeting that he didn't get pressured. He's got he's got Fulcrum in trial and two other companies, Avidity and Dyne, that are claiming to go to trial in a few months. And he's up there and he didn't feel any pressure, maybe felt, but he didn't succumb to any pressure and say, well, we're going to be there too. He just he just said, look, you know, we're a little bit behind, but we're confident in our technology. Our technology, basically, I thought that was really, right. whether it's smart or not or on it, I, I, you know, hey, are we the best technology? We're, we may be behind, but we're going to be the best. So, hey. I hope he's right. Well, I mean, hope I hate. To, I'm not. I, again, I'm not. It's hard not to cheerleader cheerlead for some of these guys. I, I really appreciate, um, you know, the hard work and honest that people are truly um, invested. Per, like you had mentioned, personally invested in the in the fight because we're personally invested. You guys are personally invested, and so you you just can kind of. It's easy to kind of cheer for people that are personally invested in it. You yeah. know, right. exactly. And. And Sawyer brought this up, and we're going to move into when we were talking about this Saturday. He wanted, he was asking questions. We haven't really coached him ever. 
we don't tell him what to think. We just really let him figure things out. And he tells us he, what we. He should tells do. us. <laughs> But he was wanting to know where these different companies, MyRecule, Dynavidity, and all the Roche, we're talking about all this stuff. He says, I want a company that's in it for FSHD. I'm not look. I don't want one that just has, I forgot any word, but basically what he was saying, I got a technology. Can I find a drug to take it to trial or find a disease? Those were his. Um, he, I forgot what, you know, they're not just searching for a disease. He wanted one that was committed. So that's why he pays attention to you. MyRecule caught his attention when we were talking about it because FSHD focused company. Um, and I think that that's important because some of these, I think we may get it to the point, not yet, in a year, year and a half, we need to start educating ourselves on what trial do you get into? Because no, that's if, true. Yeah. If you're going to, I'm not, I'm not to, the lost map of mod doesn't stop ducks for I lost interest. I mean, they said that in the first paragraph, they're meeting. I lost interest in that. That's my whole focus. <clears throat> stop ducks for Then we can worry about adding bustle. Um, Avidity, Dyne, Myricule, they're all talking about stopping inhibiting ducks for, but some of them, like you were going through, you did a great job of going through the clinical trial dot, but gov and here's what yeah, I'm looking for. That was, awesome. that was really good in explaining that. And um, yeah, what was it? Five half lives you have to. I don't know how long a half life is. No one knows. Five is so like a sixpence. And so, <laughs> pocket full of. If we might have to be educated, I mean, I think as a patient going into, I want in the trial, and they're going to say, "Well, you're just here for a study." No, I'm actually here to see if I can get cured sooner than everybody else. That's really why you're getting in. Plus, you want to move things forward. You're both of those. So as a patient, there's got to be a way for us. How long is a half-life? How effective? And you, you, we've talked about the mice. It wasn't done in pigs or anything like that. There's things like that. What you know? Yeah, we're taking risks, but do you have some information for me? Hang on. I may have to go, Peter. Let Jenny right. talk to you. Well, I can kind of do it. So, you know, I was talking. It's interesting because I was talking with my friends, uh, Scott and Jan, earlier today. That You know, we're kind of going over there their test results and stuff and just had a bigger conversation like this and uh i know they're um podcast fans i really appreciate that <clears throat> that they're nice, nice. Things that they love you guys so um one of the things uh you know talking about you know scott had mentioned that he contacted fulcrum and said oh they said oh they're not gonna have any trouble filling that lots of people are signing up and they're gonna pick and choose you know so right now sure you're signing up you're not gonna you know they have more people than they know what to do with trying to get into these trials and that's great but it's gonna as more trials come online you're gonna have people that have been in trials and then you're gonna have multiple trials going on at one actually you know, right now you're gonna have from phase three going on at the same time as you have arrowheads phase one uh, not arrowhead it's avidity and then roche is going on and these are all and then rumor has that some other stuff is coming on in the next few months and you know, so you're going to go in the avidity trial again. They haven't posted it, but um, it's suggested it could be six months to a year commitment. And then you need to, then there's potential for, um, you know, so, you know, could you, if, if it's, you know, if you wanted to change, can you? I mean, you can't, right? You need know, five half lives as your standard of the field, 30 days or five half lives. I'm pretty sure these RNA uh anti-sense therapeutics are gonna have pretty long half-life they better that's what you want is a really long half-life because you don't want to get injected constantly 
You can't, it's not like you can drink a lot of water and get them out of your system. Can't just flush it out, man. Can't pee it sure. out, right? That's exactly right. So it's a. And so then what, and then if you've got somebody that kind of switches a trial, how can that not be skewed because you've had this other drug in you? Well, that's why. They what got... else did it affect that typically needed to be more pure when you started a trial brand new? I mean, how do you well, this monitor is because, all that? You could get this... skewed results. It well, maybe should have worked, but because that person had something else. Well, and then if a drug is, sorry, if a drug was superior and now it, should, it looks like that it didn't work, but it really could have worked. No, you're exactly then, right. No, you're right. No, I know what you're saying. You're saying that it's kind of, it's, 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 a, it's a confounding factor to have private, previously. This is happening in Duchenne, right? Everybody's been on steroids. So now you're stuck with a whole bunch of kids that have been on steroids. A lot of people have been in, they're running out of people for trials on these things because so many trials are going and, and, you know, it's front end is fine, but you're, you're a hundred percent right. And so I think they're going to be extremely cautious on who's going to, you know, criteria of, have you been on something else? And the other part about it, if you look at the lesmapamod trial, um, you're allowed to be on the open label extension after the trial, which means you can just keep taking lesmapamide. They'll keep giving, you know. And so, again, I don't know what these antisense what they're going to do. You'll, it'll that'll be the details when they post the actual trial about open label extension afterwards, because some people are going to be placebo. But again, these are dose. This isn't the real trial. This is the dose. Okay. Do, this is safety. This is a dosing and tolerability um, trial. Um, but you're exactly right. That is going to be so. Now, how are you going to choose? Now, sorry, got. I understand what sorry is saying. You know, you want to be on someone that's really invested like you are. But I think every one of these companies, you know, they all have their signs up. They all go to me, and they all tell you how they live and breathe FSHD. Right. But but the, the bosses don't necessarily breathe <laughs> FSHD. The board, yeah. the financial right. guys, the VCs that are funding them don't necessarily. Right. Um, that's not the case with Myrcule. Well, again, Myrcule, you know, I don't, I don't know the deal, but Sam, that's a big investment to push FSHD forward. And um, you like to think they're going to see it through. You like to think that means they're going to, um, uh, you know, maybe if there's some stumbling blocks, they'll sort it out instead of bailing, you know, because it's a big financial investment and a personal investment. But I, I don't think that you can fairly say these other companies are going to, you know, Curing a disease is good business. At the end of the day, if you really believe in your technology and you really think you, you shouldn't, um, and you're investing in a clinical trial, even at, you know, Avidity, you can say, well, they don't really have a personal connection, but I don't think that should be a knock on them. I think that, you know, the fact that they're actually going until you get to clinic, I don't think it can be a knock on people. You know, we that's a big, it's a big financial decision to go to a clinical trial. So that really means they believe in their technology. Um, yeah, I don't think you go lightly into the clinic. And so, um, yeah, it's a tough, you know, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough decision. Yeah. Who are you going to, what trial are you going to do? I don't know. Maybe uh, talk to Ryan. I'll have Ryan. I can have Ryan and Ben, maybe Ryan and Ben and Sawyer ought to come on and yeah, have a discussion awesome. about some, some scientist patients and what they think about going to trial. Cause I got to tell you, none of my guys here are that fired up about any of these. Right. Yeah, that'd be a good idea to get all, all four of you, one, two, three, yeah, all four of you together. So well, interesting thing, right? Because you know yourself. What about yourself? You're 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 sitting there. You know, if you would you jump on any of these? I mean, you're getting well. And the thing that I always think about is the criteria. 
would I even qualify? I mean, that's do I need to be able to hop out of a seated position and take off walking fast without a device? So I always think, am I even going to be able to qualify? That's number one. And then I think, okay, let's say someone doesn't qualify for a trial and let's say the drug is a cure and it goes to market, a person can get that now. Can a person who did not even qualify for trial, is it gonna be effective on that person because they didn't even they didn't even qualify? Is it, or is the drug going to be such that only people in that type of wherever they are symptomatically, is it only going to help those people at that level? So I don't know the answer to that question because I always try to think, well, I probably wouldn't even necessarily qualify to be in a trial. Um, so like you said, the avidity thing isn't posted yet as far as all those details. And if you can kind of think about my rambling question. You're not going to be qualified, I predict. <laughs> right now when everybody's got their choice, they're going to everybody, I predict that they're going to want people that are ambulatory, genetically confirmed, have some sort of reachable workspace. They kind of talk a little bit about this in the press release on what they're going to look at. Yeah. You know what they did actually announce what their metrics are in the, in the um in the press release and then the and so yeah it's just uh it, there it's really this kind of mid range of people that are affected enough that you can see benefit but not so affected that they're concerned yeah. so normally yeah timed up and go while that wasn't the primary thing I believe the reachable workspace is something they're really interested in and so you know maybe maybe you don't have to be ambulatory you know I I my understanding is that's but I was talking with Dan Perez today because, you know, Dan, Dan's not in great shape. And uh, right. so the question would be, well, if you do the math, start a trial, you're going to inject the first person in November, let's say, okay. if it's a 12 month dose escalation trial, which, you know, now you're talking about probably 18 months to get in the data because you don't inject everybody on day one. Right. So, you know, okay. So it's a year. So, okay. Now you start, now you're mid Okay, so now you go 2020, now you're mid 2024, then you six months to process your data. So now you're at start of 2025 to start your phase three. It's going to be a two or three year trial, phase three, okay. you know, longevity. Now you're in the 2027, 28, and uh, before anything comes to market, kind of best case scenario, right? And so meanwhile, you're sitting there getting worse, not eligible, and Dan's sitting there getting worse, not eligible. Right. So the question is, I kind of mentioned in the last podcast about what's going on in ALS and some of these other things where people are saying, Hey, I'm, I'm declining mm -hmm. and I understand the drug's not proven, but you know, if the preliminary data looks good, right. can I just roll the dice and get on it? And if, yeah, sure. It might get pulled in phase three. Sure. It might not get through FDA approval, but I'm willing to take the risk on the, because the downside is I'm just getting worse. Right. And, and, and so it's a curious thing because in, in ALS, they're going to say, well, I'm going to die. Well, and the criteria is different for getting, yeah, for, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a lot, whole lot different, isn't it? Because it's a totally different disease. But, but at the end of the day, you know, this could be muscle strength, the quality of life that you're never going to get back. If, if the disease modifying therapy is you're not going to get any worse, your life doesn't change a whole lot. That's not life changing, you know, so... 
Yeah. Yeah. If you're still walking around and still doing okay and still going on hikes, but you're falling once in a while, that's one thing. But for yourself, it depends on where you're hiking. <laughs> well, that's if you fall when you're hiking. Well, but I mean, for yourself, right? I mean, the idea is why, you know, you'd roll the dice maybe to say, okay, yeah, I'm not allowed in the clinical trial, but maybe I could get get something that appears to be safe and appears to be working under the understanding. I, and I don't know how, I don't know the logistics of how that works, but that's starting to kind of, that's, that's kind of, maybe that's where I would, if I were in your position, that's where I'd be pushing is to say, yeah, I'm not going to ever qualify, but why do I got to wait seven more years before it comes to market, man? Give me, you know, can but, I will, get but then the question is, will I get to have it? No, I don't know. If that's, I, yeah. Because if I, you know, they may say, no, this drug is not going to help you at all. We're not going to even let you have it. Well, that's an insurance company. They may say, oh, you're too old. You're too too far. Gone. Yeah. No, gonna, we'll you're, you're already in a chair. You're already, it's a, you know what? Well, go ahead. Well, it's an interesting thing. I was talking to Takako today about this and um, sort of thing, because we were talking and, um, about the, you know, we actually, when we saw this, Hey, it's great. They're using the mouse model. We're so pissed that we don't yeah. have the pig model done. And we're kind of pissed because it could have been done. If we could have saved two years of yeah. everyone got on board and actually no one ever did get on board. We just did it ourselves. But, right. but the reason is where she knows the mouse model and the pig model better than anybody right. and the person model. So, you know, people get an awful lot of fat. Mice don't have hardly any fat. Well, these these mice are super lean when they get FSHD. They get fibrotic. It's actually in a lot of ducks for, but you don't get a lot. It's not that FSHD. The pig muscle that we're looking at. Oh my goodness, man! This stuff is going to taste good. It is fat, fat, fat. <laughs> it's going to be getting slimy. When you express ducks for in a pig, it looks like a person. I got to tell you, this looks like wow. a person histology. A lot of fat. But now, now we get to the the antisense question. So your sink, yeah, yeah, you have a, um, yeah, you have a muscle specific antibody and everything, but you know you're going to be injecting into a, the system's got a whole lot of fat in it. You know, is this? A, does anyone know what happens when but, it's a whole lot of fat? Can you get to the muscle in between the fat? You know, and so like you're saying, it's a different beast when you're further along. Right. And I don't know what this is going to do. The pig will be great for figuring that out, but for now. See, and then, then I think too, so if you have to get an injection, what do they say, if you have to do it every once a, once a week or even once a month, you're, the people you're pulling for the trial also have to be in a proximity close enough to that location. Otherwise, you're limited on your people as well. Do they ever get to, let's say they ran out of people that met their original criteria. Can they change the criteria um, mm. mid, before they start? Can they change it uh, midstream? Um, no, um, more people? I think they'd have to address the FDA and say we're changing our inclusion criteria and get permission to do that. And then that could throw around. You know, right now, I don't think that's an issue for... They will bring people from all over. They're, they're getting, I saw the avidity, the myotonic, was that the myotonic? No, the, no, the Lasmopamod trial had 32 sites, an awful lot of sites around the U.S. So, you know, as you, 
as the trial gets bigger, they're going to have more sites coming online. Now, certain now gene therapy is a different beast because gene therapy is going to require some very specialized technology for delivery and and evaluation and safety. But something like uh, yeah, antisense is going to be an IV. I think there might be a lot of places that should be able to administer it. You're going to need the MRI. They want MRI to evaluate it. Um, Right now, I don't think there's a, you know, by my estimation, there's at least 40,000 people in the U.S. with FSHD. I, I actually, I predict there's going to be about 100,000 people in the FS, in, with FSHD. Most of them are going to be mild because a lot of them don't know they have it. Yeah. So I think that, but, but like you're saying, you know, it's uh, the Duchenne trials with a PMO were weekly injections, man. You got to be close by that. Yeah, exactly. I honestly. And you've got to have a family member that can get you there. That's true. That, that's true as well. But now I don't, I think these are going to be, if I looked at the myotonic trial, I, I should pull that up. I think it was once every 12 weeks, which is not so bad. No. And, um, and so it's the same technology for that's a different AOC. And so, uh, and you're going to a hospital for that. Right? Yeah. yeah Physician right. is taking care of that. It's not like you're going to a clinic, right? You're going to the full well, you know, there's places around you'll get, you know, once every 12 weeks. And, you know, I think they cover costs for you. I remember, um, I know Fulcrum covered costs for people, at least in the prior trial to travel to sites. And so um, maybe they didn't for everybody. I thought they did. Um, at least I know people were, that got their travel, even flights covered. So. so I don't know. So right now, so, but as it gets bigger and it, you know, I, you know, clinical trials are big business for hospitals. Hospitals want these, they're money makers yeah. for hospitals. And so. Right. Place, you know, more and more places are going to be doing it, and um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think choosing the clinical trial is going to be the. I mean, what are you going to do, right? If you're just uh, just like today, right? Just what if you just signed up and you just got your first injection, and then wham, new trials announced that is. Well, let's say it was CRISPR. Um, uh, you know, you might say, I've always wanted to be in a CRISPR trial. Damn I it. know, then you go, oh, <laughs> wish I would have known. But on the other hand, you know, on the other hand, um, maybe you're waiting for that CRISPR trial and it never comes. Right. Right. So, well, I'm back. Um, Shoot, we were, I was getting to actually get I'm going to have to listen to the podcast. I'm going to have to listen to the podcast to see the answers to the questions that I really wanted. Um, quick quick side a note. I didn't get, if you put your oven on self-cleaning mode, Peter, take the pots and pans out of the oven. It never works well. Um, it doesn't clean your pots. It doesn't clean your pots. And it melts, you, that, plastic and it melts that plastic and that plastic is very toxic. And that's really what it sounded like this call was. It was smoking up the apartment. Um, that's pretty good. I don't know. Isn't that the oven where you hide your wife's uh, presents because you don't need <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So I'm but, all. That's why everybody should eat out instead of eating at home to be safe, right? If we have time, there. I. The thing I want to know: How do you pick a trial? You got to be smart about it because, I mean, if I'm on a placebo and don't know I'm on the placebo, but if I'm on the placebo, I'm not getting better. And I'd now, be so mad if well, I was do, on the placebo. Do you find out if you're on the placebo community? I think they need if to you not leave do a trial, placebos. if you leave a trial. Let's say AB Avidity has theirs. I'm on the placebo. I don't know I'm on the placebo, but I know I'm not getting better. So screw this. I'm going somewhere else. You have to wait five half lives. Do you have to wait five half lives if you're on the placebo? Can you find out if you're on the placebo? 
I have no idea. I don't think that they, I, I, you know, I don't think that they unblind the trial until the very end. And so, you know, these are things to consider. You're going in, really, you don't go into a trial lightly. Everyone wants to get a treatment. These trials, they need placebos. You got to have the placebo. Right. It's really important. Um, that would be me. But that's for <laughs> the other people, not us, okay? No, I know a guy. I know a guy. We all know a guy that was in the fulcrum trial, and he called me up, and he said he was dropping his pills into water and looking to see if he could see differences between oh, no. trying to see if he could see the drug coming. I One, he's screwing up the trial. And two, it's just, you're not going to see. I mean, come on, right. man. But- of course, the, 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 these what are. It was be... a real drug. Now he's denying himself the progress. Come on, man! But I get it. Uh, you know, it's just not. There's not everybody's. He's not the sharpest, but uh, <laughs> nice you know, I, desperate. You know, you hit this, but it it doesn't matter if you know you're on the plate. I mean, it's kind of like I gotta know. I gotta know. Guess what? Your doctor. They're double blind. Your doctor doesn't know. Right. The person right. administering it doesn't that's know. Good. Nobody that's knows. Important. That's good. And it, it's good. And that's now. Cover that now. The other thing I think would help, and I've talked, and if we need to talk about this on a separate podcast, another topic, um, I hope you didn't forget to pause that and time in because it times us out after 30 minutes. We've probably been talking for an hour and haven't been recording a thing, but <laughs> no, I got actually, I got this one. I'm, I'm doing this one on Zoom instead Zoom. of straight on the so we can go. We got no, oh, okay, it did happen to me and Chris once. We were just kind of like, oh man, <laughs> can't recreate it, but you know, it's a, that's right. I understand not going below age 18 to start a trial yeah. but it really bugs me and it bugs sawyer even though he's 20 now he's like why do they not pay attention to kids because we are such a perfect um sample size to pay attention to how the they don't want to kill a kid. how no no <clears throat> why don't you even study how the disease progresses in youth why don't we take steps can we start at 18 but as, especially if you're needing more patients, I am totally convinced you and I have had this conversation numerous times and you agree. You're going to find out results quicker in a kid. They have, I would say, don't, once you can prove that they, they're done growing, they physically matured, some of them that's at 16, some of them that's not, you know, we need to start paying a lot more. I'm going to keep saying this, Peter, we need to get kids involved in the studies, in the natural history and paying attention to them. And getting them in trials, you can't do them in the eight, nine, ten. I get that we're not even that part, but we're not even looking at the sixteen and seventeen year olds, and we're going to learn stuff that bugs me. And fourteen, you know, it's a you know different. Actually, I was a little bit surprised, but I was on a call that I can't really describe with uh, people that would be important for this, who bay who actually said, you know, there's a whole lot of clamoring out there to get kids under 18. Maybe this is something we need to start looking at. And I was like, really, these are, you know, and which is good, a good really, because yeah. the, the people that you need to get on board, um, you know, kind of post-puberty type of thing. But um, for these one, it's just people are just getting mad and want to have it done. But also, again, these are potentially your best responders yes. helping people you know getting people before they've lost a lot of muscle um still kind of in a growing spurt they're kind of hormonally different um i mean everyone over 35 has got is aging right you have a muscle disease so why not cut it at 30 say anyone over 35 is a problem you know i mean on a certain level yeah. it's true i mean we have you know i mean so people in their 20s and teens 
maybe they're just going to be the best at recovering strength. Maybe they're the ones, you know, maybe the drug works in everybody. And it's again, antisense in my mind should work for everybody regardless of age, but you're not, maybe you're not going to know it works in people that are already, you know, different just because of age. So maybe it's going to, you're going to have a better, a better window, therapeutic window to see assessment of it working for, you know, 15 to 20 year olds. Maybe. And muscle could be regenerated better automatically too yeah. in someone younger. So even Absolutely. that piece. Even before you be get different. into trials, Sawyer always felt like if you just tell somebody to keep showing up at a clinic so we can see how you're progressing, there's no cure, no hope, no like, yeah, I'm done with this. They, that gets kind yeah, of old. They don't, yeah, yeah. But if you told a kid, if there was, I'm going to call him a kid, if there was something you could give them as a quote unquote reward that was genuine, if you keep coming back, we need to study you and a bunch of another 100, 200 like you so we can learn because we'll learn things quicker about this disease. Then they'd have a reason to keep going back. The whole industry, the whole group would learn things because, and you get in a conversation with Sawyer, he's like, you can learn so much more from me than you can from someone who is just starting at 30. Or just well, every at kid says that, but yeah, no, no, you're, you're exactly right. You're spot on. And I think what you got to do is say, look, you need to get the natural history. And I think the move study does say that they'll take kids of any age. They're just not getting kids interested. But you bring in some of these and say, look, okay, you're 14. Yeah, this boy, you know, maybe it sucks to have it when you're 14. I mean, there's, but, you know, you're on this, you know, yeah, when you're 18, you're going to get into the trial. You'll be able to get into the trial. But for those four years, you know, you're not missing out because you're not in the trial, but you could really, really help everybody so that the next 14 year old that has FSHD can get into a trial. And I don't know if you can appeal to that, but that's really what the story is, is to say, we got to get the natural history of these 13 to 18, you know, year olds and figure it out. And then I do think that the companies and the Nintendo trial network will be interested in them. FDA, I think will allow it once you have enough data. And uh, that could be actually the key. It could actually, you could make the case that yeah, you're 14, 15, and you're not going to get into a trial, but being in the natural history, now when you're 20 and you're in a trial or whatever, or even if you're not in a trial, whenever the drugs come available, maybe they're going to become available because they were tested in 14-year-olds that you made a, you made it possible. Yeah. Exactly. Those were the guys that were the great responders, whether nice. you're, you're 14 to 20-year-olds, where you're great responders. And now that you're 30, you got a good drug because you did the work back when you were 14. I don't want to think that far out, but I mean, you know, it's that idea of sort of at some point you're taking it for the team and sometimes you're going to be the guy that puts in the benefit and the whole community, you know, it's just, you know, and it could be, and I, I honestly believe that the, the younger people are going to be the better responders, the less, especially younger and affected. I hate to say that because you hope, you know, but younger and affected are going to be, that's your window of response, right? Where There's gonna... two things that are screwed it up. When you look at the pipeline of 10 companies knocking on the door and like, well, they don't need a natural history study. They don't need, there's no barriers to trial because they're all coming. And I know, and part of the reason Jenny and Sawyer's like, well, there's no barrier. Look at all these companies. This was years back. It's like, there's no barrier. They're all coming. Uh, the, so there's another. But with Sawyer and others, if you start at nine, nine is when it really started showing a little bit with him. You'd have 11 years of really easy to track study. So I'm, I'm talking about 
research clinics and the trial. And if you go to a nine or 10 year old, so we're not promise you a thing. This is, I will promise you that this will help other people, but this may actually help you get into a trial earlier. We are not promising you that, but you can't, right? until we get some data on young people, there's no way we can get it into trials in young people. That's true. And some of these young people, if you start them now, they're actually going to help themselves because you get, that's what I'm saying. You're going to end up helping yourself. You get, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. But, so, so it's a weird thing. Um, all these natural history studies now are going to, I believe, going to have trouble. Now that therapies are, well, again, people have a misunderstanding of a clinical trial. These are not there. These are, like Jenny mentioned, you could be on placebo, their dose escalation, their safety and tolerability and dosing. Um, you know, it's, the mentality is I don't want to be in a natural history study. We've done enough studies. I haven't seen enough. Oh, we've done a hell of studies. I've done enough studies. Let's just get to the real stuff. But, you know, we still are having trouble fully understanding how to track efficacy and that, you know, it's just such a variable disease and the, the move study still, you know, you need people in these natural history studies. So not every, you know, it's just a weird, not everybody. I know everyone wants to be in a trial with the hope that this is the home run. And you hope the dose you're on and the is the home run dose, and you hope you're gonna, and 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 maybe it is, but probably not. I'm gonna throw, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna just... throw, you, I'm gonna throw you a challenge, and you may not have the people, but you're an FSHD lab, and one of your things that you and I have shared is that the MRI and the muscle biopsy is pretty invasive, and you're working on trying to find ways other, um, Bi biomarkers, yeah. Biomarkers. Can you involve young people in that and encourage that and draw that? And that's that's question one. You don't have to answer that. I'm just throwing well, out. I a, have been involved to get them more involved in the biomarkers to to yeah. yep. have. But can can that be stepped up to done anything more for to get kids engaged and involved and learn from them? So as I understand it, the the move study. I should check out clinicaltrial.gov. But part of saying, that, but as I understand it, um, you can, under eighteen get can get into the move study, which is going to look for some blood and some biomarkers, and move plus is going to be MRI. <clears throat> and so you know they're not invasive. I mean, blood's not considered invasive. By Bio, muscle biopsy, that's a tough one. I was just talking with my friend, my collaborator, even in Australia, who's basically like. They can't even take skin punches from kids. You know, they, it's just like, you know, can't even get a little snippet of skin. You get fibroblasts from their infantile FSHD. We have an infantile FSHD project we're doing in Australia. Um, and uh, we've got some really great collaborators and friends down there. But yeah, people really get caught. So you're never going to get a muscle biopsy from some of these, which is, you know, again, understandable. But but at least the biomarker part and MRI, I think, should be able to be done in natural history. So, yeah, I think that that can actually, and, you know, we've had any age that comes through our lab for our biomarker study, we're able to get, you just need parental consent, because again, blood's not really invasive, saliva, um, uh, muscle biopsy is a different piece, but we even have gotten um, skin punches from, uh, from kids that have come through because they want to, you know, well, <laughs> First one was the Kenyan families. I'm not sure how much the kids wanted to. Their parents, their, their dad told them they're getting skin punches. Yeah. <laughs> You so, they, um, uh, they, they I mean, they're, they were good kids. They volunteered. So it's, uh, but, and you guys, Sawyer did, man. Sawyer wasn't 18 when he, when he gave the biopsy, right? But again, that was a skin punch, but yeah. So yeah, you can do this stuff. Hey, I got to ask you a question. Let me ask you guys a question. Cause I want to touch on one more thing coming in. All right. 
Did you ever heard of Alte Therapeutics? Say that again. Alte Alte Therapeutics. No. Because there was another press release that came out. So Solve FSHD is putting $3 million into this company called Alte Therapeutics. And the reason I'm bringing this up, actually, I know these guys too. This is this guy, Ali Ozis. Um, Ali, I really like Ali. He's a really good guy. He and his dad started this company. I think they're from Turkey and they came to the U S and they're, they're kind of chemists and, and, uh, and they were working in cancer and um, they came up with some technology and a screening platform with the idea that um, one way to design drugs is a lot, a lot of um, transcription factors and such regulatory proteins have multiple confirmations. You have an inactive and an active confirmation. And so a lot of times things have to kind of, the protein, if you can think of it, you know, just sort of, you know, they're modular things and they're they're kind of like independently rotating ball. You know, I just think of a big blob that can, can exist in multiple forms. And one form is required for activity and the other is the normal standard form. And so if you could block the transition from the inactive form to the active form, you could actually prevent that protein from functioning. And they were working on some cancer pathways and they realized they have some pretty cool technology. And I've, I've met with Ali, I've met with these guys and um, they, uh, they realized that their technology is kind of good for any dominant gain of function disease. And of course, FSHD jumps to the list on dominant gain of function disease. And one of the reasons I like this is, you know, we've been talking this whole time about antisense. And then Roche's myostatin, which has been tried 20 years ago, and they've tried that multiple times, different flavors, ACE83, Acceleron is myostatin inhibition, different ways to do it, Roche, you know. And what I like is this is just out of left field. No one else is trying this that I'm aware of. And they came in and they did a little bit of screen. They got funding from Friends of FSH Research, a little bit of seed money and proof of principle. And they came up with something that binds Dux4 and prevents it from, I believe, binding to DNA, which means it can't function as a transcription factor. And now um, Solve is kicking in $3 million to be a really small group. But it's kind of an interesting thing because, you know, Sawyer mentioned, he's like, yeah, you want someone dedicated. Yeah, these guys, as far as I know, have no connection to FSHD. It's technology looking for a disease. But sometimes you just kind of meet people and you just feel like that's the kind of dude I want to work with. I'm a very, you know me, that's how I hire people. You know, I'm just sort of a gut feeling guy. Right. Really like this guy, Ali. I just got, you know, talking to him, he looks just very sincere, very honest. I'm serious. I'm just, I don't see a lot of this. I just really, there's something, you know, he's got a great story. It's very polished now, but I talked to him before everything was polished. Yeah. And because uh, yeah, now he's got to raise money. This is his job now is raising money. Right. So I love the, te- just the technology, the idea. And I got no stake in the game. I don't, I don't know collaborate. I'm not an advisor. I'm nothing for these guys. I just, we have mouse models. And I told Ali, hey, if you want to stick it in some mice and uh, see if it works, I'll do it for free. Now he's got 3 million bucks. So he doesn't need it for free. He can. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You know, but the idea being, again, just sort of FSHD benefiting from some really smart, industrative, you know, intelligent, really bright. Out of the box topic, thinkers. You know? Yeah, it's just so many ways to go after it. And, and you know, I don't know if this will go to clean. You know, I don't even know if it works in cells, honestly. Um, but, they, you know, it's, um, I don't know where they are, but, you know, the little non-confidential deck that I saw 
but I like the concept. I just love the concept and this platform. And uh, yeah. so what? So what are they? What's next for them then? So is does he have his own kind of lab that he will be doing it in cells, or what does he do now? Yeah. So you know, again, I don't know the business plan, but my understanding, you know, you, you know, one it's one thing to have a molecule that blocks function. Actually, our lab's got, you know, we got our HANA molecule. Yeah. Right. Well, <clears throat> you know, works great in the lab, works great in FSHG cell, our 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 HANA drug. Um, but turning that into a drug that can get through your digestive system, not get kicked out by your liver microsomes, not get the right amount, not be yeah, and all this stuff getting into muscle at the right dose. You know, that you know, turning something that works in the lab as a lead compound into a drug, a lot of medicinal chemistry. So again, I'm not sure where they are on the yeah, I think they have proof of concept. And hopefully this money will say, can you turn this into a drug? Anyway, there's a press release from Solve FSHD that they've put into this. You can find online. Okay, on their website. Yeah. <clears throat> Eva, you know, Eva Chen, who's um, her, her wheel, she's the direct, executive director of Solve. She, her wheelhouse is drug development. Really, it's not anti-sense. It's not crisp or something therapy. It's really drug development is her, what her thing is. She's really spectacular at that. So, so she's going to help them with that. And so, yeah, just it's another case of, you know, this is a case of um, some seed fund, you know, a great idea from some some innovative guys looking at FSHD saying, hey, our technology might work for that. And then little money from found, found you know, friends of FSH kick got them going. They do some proof of concept, got some advice from some FSHD experts. And uh, now they're uh, getting some more money from Solve. And, you know, I, I, I don't I don't know. I love the I love that it's not just anti-sense you know i'm like there's you know we of course we're crispr and we're gene therapy there's but you know it's just it's like other things are are coming and of course they're they're years out from clinics again i shouldn't say i mean i have no idea how far but right you know you know it just uh they're talking about moving their therapeutic platform again this would be this would be probably you know a small molecule drug that you take and so it's just a different platform i don't know it's just cool Again, it gets to this idea. There's so much cool technology out there going to FSHD. Right. Even if all of these antisense trials bomb, good stuff's coming in the pipeline. People are jumping in. You know, everybody, it's not, they're not coming in because they're negative. They're coming in because maybe they think they got something better. Maybe it'll be cheaper. Maybe it'll be more effective. Maybe it'll be easier to take. I don't know. I love it. I just, I just, it's super exciting that this stuff, you know, it's an exciting week, man. All these things kind of coming well, in. What is there's that actually all of a sudden after a couple of years of just, we're coming, we're going to be there. Wait, for, you know, all of a sudden things are actually starting to happen. But um, I mean, I, I'm still, I get, I get excited. I'm like, calm down. Nothing <laughs> is really any good until we actually stop Ducks 4. That is right. But it's great Proving to get a excited. In a you person. Can't, you can't get too hyped up about person. it. Um, until because we've been down this road before, and and we need it now, we need to hurry. Um, it's like I always tell you, quit doing a podcast and get a cure out there, Peter. I'm tired of all this. My people are in there working, man. It's uh, eight at night, <laughs> and Takako and Ben and uh, Miriam are in the lab right now, man. Ah, good, working hard. Hey, so, so I was thinking about the new people coming in, it's a whole lot easier for them in a way. Um, versus how you back in 2005, right? When Ducks 4 wasn't even um, figured out yet. So, and it's a lot easier, right? For people now coming into this. 
because they know the target, they know all of that, which you all didn't know and well, lands from <clears throat> that. Well, that's the thing. It's just, I mean, for me, it's uh, it's very easy for us as a lab to just feel, I honestly feel good about ourselves that we're developing tools and getting stuff out there. I mean, you look at, I mean, Alexandra Believ, I know she gets a little bit of a chip on her shoulder that, you know, no one believed her for so long about Ducks yeah. 4 and right. it could be further, you know, but at the end, I hope that she sits back and has a glass of wine and smiles and was like you know you know i i got this rolling man yes, i got this rolling and absolutely. and whether you get the appropriate credit or not you know credit is an interesting thing <clears throat> when when credit gets given we we've decided that i mean i don't you know whatever man we're never going to i you know i i, I you, you just got to be comfortable with knowing that your career played a role in curing yeah. this disease and I think the fact that um, Takako making the mouse model, our diagnostic with mm -hmm. um, with uh, that we're helping, we're finding all these people all around the world. I mean, that in itself is, you know, from our perspective, um, the CRISPR inhibition that Carice uh, developed, if Epic Bio wins the race and their stuff cure is great, you know what? Proof of concept, the reason people are in it is because we showed it worked. Um, if someone did it better, well, they're just a little bit smarter. It's hard to believe I'm smarter than Chris, maybe. Right. Although, <clears throat> proof will be, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. I know somebody's on Chris. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, literally. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, oh, you know, yes. And, uh, you know, it's just. Hey, every, we'll still love you, but we'll be glad the other drugs out there. Community effort, man. What's that? I said, we'll still love you, but we'll we'll be glad the other drugs out there. I'll just be straight, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I will. My my I'm concern is, and I've kind of mentioned this to you, I think, before. In fact, no, I have. That there's going to be all these people that have been in around the FSHD space for a while, and they're like, "Whoa, we're getting close," and they're getting like, "Wait a minute, I need to get a cut of the action," and some of these people are going to be willing to hold up progress to make sure they get their cut first and we could end up getting screwed because something won't happen or people oh. i'll just take my ball and go home or i'll go to some other place i mean there's i i do get concerned about that because well, we get closer and people are thinking more about me instead of the patients well it has gone on that's been the history of fshd quite honestly all the way back in the 90s that work was held up by the initial groups that figured some of these things out, held everything to themselves. They they wanted to basically be in control. This has been a, you know, I <clears throat> I was talking to Carice. You know, Carice is a writer. I know you guys know Carice is a writer. By the way, yeah. she's got a CRISPR book that's going to be coming out. And Jenny wrote, Jenny made the cover and I've seen it and it is spectacular. Thank you. Exciting. You know, it's actually, and pressure was on you, by the way, because uh, it's a spectacular book. I, it's an amazing book. Anyway, you guys all hear about this. We'll have Ron and the cover does it justice. So I really appreciate you working with her. And that's, I hope it was fun. Oh yeah, it was fun. And I digress. Um, I was talking to Chris about, I said, man, we got to write a book about when this is all said and done, no matter who, you know, basically I was going to say, I told her my title of my book. She always joked with me because um, she's such a slow writer. 
Um, she, and I'm a very fast writer. I basically think about things like crazy. And then I just write it all in like a day. And she's like, you could write war and peace in a day. Yeah. <laughs> I, said, I said, well, I would just be war if I wrote it. <laughs> and uh, and uh, then right. we thought, you know, going back on that, we're like, you know, that would be the title of our book on, it would be war. Um, how FSHD was cured in spite of all the people that were helping. Yes. You know, because, you know, right. just, and I, I just, I just sent her uh, a article from Anthony Bourdain that he wrote um, when he was alive, but back in 1999, that was in the New Yorker where he really pulls back the, the covers on the restaurant industry and what really goes on in the kitchen oh, and man. what, you know, and yeah, you know, it's not basically a lot of what we expected, but it was sort of the, you know, the under the underbelly of the industry and stuff. And, and, you know, it'd be kind of interesting. I think at some point, uh, one, because of getting back to my karmic, also my grudges and just, just, just exposing the clowns that are out there that have been getting in the way, yeah, have not been helping. It's one thing not to help, it's another to get in the way. And there's right. some of that out there. Honestly, there really is. In fact, we just, that's one of the reasons I was in a really bad mood just before going to Australia is some, you know, someone we helped out tremendously under an agreement to help not only said, okay, now we're, no, thanks for all your help. Thanks for all of your reagents. Um, Now we're not going to, not only are we not going to help you like we agreed, but we're going to try to stop you. Mm. And man, that's that, I'm going to hit that dude with a hammer so big. It's going to look like a freaking cartoon when I'm right. There you and, go. Uh, whack a mole a hundred times. That's right. Yeah, that's um, horrible. Yeah. I won't say who it is or what company it is. They know who they are. And boy. Right. Um, but I won't get in their way. Honestly, it's just honest if they still because but when the when the when we're settling accounts, yeah. Um at the end of the night. Um yeah, the bill's gonna come due with this clown. And there's a lot number of people out there. And so it's not some, but you know what? There are more good people than bad. There's a few people that have gotten in the way and you are right. There are some people that have the mentality, I am going to cure this and I'm going to stop you from carrying it. But the thing is now we know who most of those people are. And yeah, we, that's, that's right. one reason we've made, that's one reason we've made our, our model. You know, we had to sneak our mouse out of UMass, man. We, yeah. we sent it out of UMass <laughs> on there. Right. So now people know when, I mean, no. shouldn't get into what we had to do. Yeah. Um, well, and but anyway, the point is you got you can get around these guys. Everyone knows who they are. You can get around them. Unfortunately, when I say guys, they unfortunately for whatever reason are all guys. Um well sorry about that, guys, but you guys are idiots, man. Bunch of jerks. Yeah. They're polite. Well, actually, that's not true. There's one woman. Sorry, sorry. I almost forgot. Okay. <laughs> Speaking just, of Australia, I put this on record. And if you two ladies in Australia that run um oh Emma and Natalie and uh and, uh, if you're and listening, yeah. Sawyer has already made it very clear that if there's a trial in Australia, he wants in. <laughs> he, from what he's learned, he loves it. And he used to do some gaming with, I guess, I think he rearranged his sleep schedule so he could game yeah, with yeah. people out of Australia. So he's a big fan, uh, but he's in. Um, I didn't have a whole lot more questions. We've been on for 13 hours. That's probably enough. I don't know how we've been at this a while. Um, but I'll, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, before we get into music, um, Jenny has that, but I want to, since it's fire prevention week, I'm going to slide off another corner. Everybody out there, get smoke detectors in your bedroom, in the hallway outside your bedroom, have two ways out and a place to meet. 
that takes care of most of your fire fatalities at home anyway, right there, the smoke detectors. Two ways out, everybody has one, but no, a second way and everybody where the family meets so the fire department knows when they show up. Well, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I still remember this as a kid. I grew up in an old farmhouse in Old Orchard neighborhood of Toledo, Ohio, one of those big old farmhouses. And I remember having a meeting with my parents and they said, all right. And so, you know, there was a ladder under my parents' bed. If you needed it, they can go out the window. And, you know, they was like, you're going to meet at the crab apple tree. If anything happens, we all meet at the crab apple tree. Nobody goes back in the house. You get out of the house. Yes. You don't go back in. Cool. You meet at the crab apple tree and you just stay there. And we just knew that as kids growing up, we had, we had smoke detectors everywhere. Um, twice, uh, twice a year, we changed out batteries and, uh, yep. you know, we still do that. And it's, um, that's absolutely correct, man. It's uh, grab the dog if he's there, but don't run back in for the dog. Although right. it'd be a tough one. Right. You, there's a fair number of fatalities where people are out and they go back in to get something or get someone. And that other someone was out, but they weren't at the meeting place. Hey, if you got a gas fueled appliance, get a carbon monoxide detector as well. Um, and and by the way, I got to tell you, Carice is a genius, but I was at her place and her carbon monoxide detector was in the ceiling. I'm like, that's just going to let low. you know. That's going to let everyone know how you died. OK, carbon right. monoxide's on the floor, man. Get it down right. low. Exactly. And the, the code does not specify it, which bugs me because you get you can get dual smoke and CO. Of course, there it puts it up high. Carbon monoxide is going to drop. Unless you got it's ventilation low, that is pushing it up, it starts it, low. Yeah, it, it, it's, 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 it's heavier heavy than gas. air and it's going to drop. It's heavy. It's on the bottom. You want your carbon yeah. monoxide down low. We got them all in our place. We have a gas water heater and all that's absolutely correct because you know what? You, you've gone through all of this grief and therapies are coming. We don't need carbon monoxide. You have some dumb accident from a generator or right. a leaky pipe kill yep. you before the therapies come. You come this far. Let's make it all the way, man. Exactly. You bet. You bet. Well, you're right. So I got to ask you. So, um, you know, um, do you want to go with some? Uh, what's your what's your choice of music here? I don't. I told. Well, before, well, this had a meeting. Use your words. <laughs> a meeting like tonight, work meeting, and so after that, and after a lot of two days of testing and portal and things, I was listening to some Ella Fitzgerald. Um, some jazz type of stuff, some nice calming. So it's not 80s. But then I went to Jim Croce, you know, don't mess around with Slim. Don't mess it. And I said, Brad's, it's some don't mess around with Jen, meaning me. Anyway, so we know it doesn't turn out well for Jim in the end, but it's kind of a fun song. It's not an 80s, more 70s, right? Um, but okay. what about some Jim Croce, don't mess around with Slim? All right, here we go. Jim, I mean. Up down got it clusters. Bowery got it bumps. 42nd Street got big Jim. A walker here. Bull shooting son of a gun. Yeah, he's big and dumb as a man can't come. But he's stronger than a country house. And when the bad boots all get together at night, you know they all call me Jimbo, just because. They say you don't tug on Superman's cake, you don't spit into the wind, you don't pull a mask by the old Lone Ranger, and you don't mess around with Jim. I don't do that on the cheap, 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 cheap,
All right, we're back. We're lucky enough, Brad. Didn't, so thanks for the recommendation. That's you know only but a, a goodie. But yeah, drifting down into the seventies. There's nothing wrong with drifting into the seventies. That's that was okay. fun. What are you? That was like? fun. And Sawyer is finishing up some new ones. I'll send to you. We were going. Well, I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm holding them. You know, they're so good. And, you know, Miriam listened to. Them. I got. I let Miriam yes. listen to them all, and she She loved them. She was just she like, so I, out, yeah. Yeah, she picked one out. Sawyer's. I gotta. We'll make an arrangement with Sawyer. We gotta. He's a talented kid, man. We gotta get him. We gotta be his. We gotta sponsor him somehow. There you go. Thank you. Maybe Thank not you. as my FSHC, just me personally as an investment, man. I think that that kid's going somewhere with his music. Cool. Thank you. And uh, and I gotta tell you, a lot of people say they love it. People do actually let me know when I talk to them. They say they love the theme music. They love the those uh-huh. stuff. You know, it's uh, good stuff. You got and um, I don't know. So it's uh. Well, I really appreciate you guys taking your evening here with me. I'm glad you didn't get called out and just nothing but a stupid eye oven fire. Yeah, <laughs> not even that. It was just like, yeah, it was it was small. I was, and yeah, and it was kind of for me. It was like we're just really getting to the stuff that I really wanted to dive. I got to go. Well, so, sorry, we Jenny and I just kept going. She said, you know, she's like, oh, we don't need big chicken. I know. Well, you needed some intelligent conversation. Finally, I get point. to hear myself talk. I like that. <laughs> Well, so you know, my, I always appreciate you guys always send me some really, you always send me great questions. I often use, you know, I often use them in podcasts, even if I don't give you all credit, but you guys are always asking. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> or you give credit horrible. to Brad and I was thinking, what? That was mine. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys are on together. That's always good. It's, um, you know, and um, 
No, it is true. That's uh, it's um, a lot of for those of you out there. Yeah, Jenny asks an awful lot of questions, and you guys know Jenny actually does our MyFSHD website. She does so much for us. You guys, you guys both actually. Honestly, I couldn't do any of this without you guys. I really appreciate, and I think the audience really appreciates you all too. So, well, I told Jenny that the reason you like it when we come to the lab is because when I'm there, you're no longer the dumbest person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might got. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you. No, I'm just <laughs> you should. See, he's honest. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is, you know, people think I'd like joke, and Takako is always giving me grief about it. She says, you don't you know. But uh, you know, you guys have met our folks. We got one hell of a sharp group here oh, working man, on yeah. they're out of this world. Yeah. It is not embarrassing to be the dumbest person in the room when you're. Well, and you're not either. Well, it's not just that there's. And I'll brag on them again because we got to spend a little more time last time with with all of them in bits. Awesome. They're motivated. They're not just smart putting in time. They are focused on an objective, and everybody has a different job. It's it's not like you know I mentioned everybody has a different skill set. And they're all just really, this is my, my, my turf, my area. And they take off and run with it. And Peter can just like go off and go fishing and watch us catch wish, bigger fish. <laughs> and he can be on the phone and the computer. Peter we doesn't hardly do anything in the lab. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that much. You know, it just reminds me, you know, it's, uh, you know, Ning, Ning was at the Cold Spring Harbor lab meeting on epigenetics and chromatin. She's my graduate student. Absolutely spectacular. Yeah. And she works, she's working on, so our Hannah drug, and she's working on some of our drugs and what they actually do at the Ducks 4 Locus and the D4 Zoo. And she came back after that week and has a really intense high level meeting, some of the best epigenetic labs in the world, wow. the best in the world there. And she, she said she, people were so interested in her stuff that she lost her voice talking about. And a lot of the times students oh, wow. go and present a poster at a meeting and yeah. they, I feel sorry for them. They're standing, they've worked their butts off and they're standing there and nobody cares. And everyone's just, you just see these students are like looking at you like, please come talk to me. Please come talk to me. And I, I oftentimes I'll go talk to them, even though I don't care, just because yeah. I, I I was that student when I was in grad school. No one cared. But um, things, I, I was a little concerned. She's like, oh, my God, people are so, so interested. She's one of the few people working on a disease. A lot of them are epigenetic mechanisms memory just some core biology okay. but she had, a, she had fshd disease she's done some amazing work i'm gonna have to have ning on i gotta lasso her yes. and get her on yes but, but people really again and from a standpoint of getting more people even interested in fshd this idea that they weren't aware of this disease out there that they could they could be studying the same kind of cool things they're studying on an actual Real really translation relevant disease and and she, anyway she cool. came back and she was just glowing um and so excited about her work and how Good cool it was her. yeah she's and you know i just love to see i just was like i was kind of relieved but i just love the fact that um i'm so proud of my people yeah. They did, she did such a good job. She's won awards. You know, not one of my, you know, she was won awards for her presentations, not yes. at this meeting, but she's won them in the past. And and just be so excited about what you're doing, like you're saying. And that's what I want. My people are just so invested and excited. So so you all of you out there, come by the lab, meet all these people. They'll love to take you to lunch. We'll have a good uh talk. They'll talk your ear off more than I actually don't talk when you guys visit, right? That you talk to them the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So, good time. Yep. Come on by the lab. Come on by and uh, you know, any time of year. It's always not it's always beautiful here in the high Sierra Nevada. Definitely. It is. And I'll bet it is now. It's pretty here in Gorgeous Nebraska, but it's I can imagine what it's like up there with the turning leaves and 
Yeah, leaves yeah. are falling for sure here, but there's turning. We, we get fall three times. You get it up in the up in Tahoe. You get fall earlier at the house. You get it in the next, and then down here at the lab, you get it a third time. So, yeah, we guys have. Have you guys been here in the fall? Your summer, you've only been here this summer. We September. And we might do that. I've always wanted to go there fall, winter, just to see what it's like. I mean, the summers are amazing. Like, holy cow, this is awesome. You know what you guys would like come in the winter? Ben, Ben's got, he 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 rented snowmobiles, man, with his wife, and they went on a snowmobile. Oh, my gosh. That would be you get fun. on there, and you can really feel the power. And uh, yes. snowmobile and up in Tahoe, we ought to make I'm, a trip trip. Come on out. I was telling her last winter I wanted to do it. Jenny, I was telling her I wanted to go snowmobiling. She's a little bit afraid I'd dump her, but I promise her I wouldn't. As long as he's not the one driving me, because I can see those mountains. Uh, where's Jenny? <laughs> she was just to, here. You don't have to ride with him. Don't you worry. It's a <laughs> Drive myself. That's what I'll do. There you go. Tahoe doesn't freeze, does it? Because there's always water moving. Tahoe there. never freezes. Um, That's true. Tahoe never freezes. You can go fishing year round. They actually have the heated charter boats. You can go out there and different, different. You're catching maybe more surface. Uh, um, you're catching maybe some rainbows and stuff. And oh, you know they're they're yes, you talking about catching tons of anyway. We sort it out, but you know you're always welcome. Everyone out there, you guys are always welcome in the Jones Lab. Um, come by. Hey, we'll even put you on the podcast if uh, if you're interested. Anyway, I'm gonna let you guys go. Let you yep. uh, have the rest of your night. And um, let's see. Uh, well, Taki goes still in lab, but uh, you tell know. her we said hello. All right, and uh, you know, and uh. Chris is a morning person, so we'll catch her in yes. the morning. But anyway, really appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. See you.